Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Positivity and Prosperity Podcast. How are you doing today? Um, in today's episode, I am speaking to the wonderful Danny from The Click, or The Clique, depending on how you want to say it, um, and we are going to be talking all about morning routines, we're going to be talking about finding clarity, finding purpose, and I think this is so, so important because when you come into a new year, there is a lot of time to reflect. There's a lot of time to sort of reflect on 2019, what went well, and maybe it highlights things that aren't going exactly how you want them to go in your life. And when we come into that new year, new you frame of mind, it makes us think about the things that we want to create. So Danny is gonna be diving into all of her best tips and tools and techniques for finding this clarity. And she shares a really, really honest, open story with you about her journey. So I think you are absolutely gonna love this episode. It was brilliant having Danny on the podcast. Before we dive into the episode, I want to let you know that doors to manifesting magic are open. Now, if you haven't listened to episode 55, where I go into so much more detail about it, I just want to let you know that we are starting Manifesting Magic, which is my group coaching program, all about law of attraction, manifestation, creating that money, abundance, success in your life. And we are starting on the 15th of January. So when you're listening to this, there is just time to get into this program. I started this last year, um, and in episode 55, um, one of my amazing clients is actually talking about her experience of going from being a doubter when it comes to manifestation to sharing all the amazing things she has manifested. Like the first one that jumps to mind is the $3,000 bed that she just manifested within a very short space of time of actually being part of Manifesting Magic. Anyway, if you want to find out more, if you've been thinking about finding a way to create more money in your life, to create more happiness, more positivity, and those feelings of success in your life and your business that you've been craving, this is the perfect course for you wonderful communities of supportive people who are on the same manifestation journey as you. So you can click the link in the show notes and you can find out more details. Or as ever, if you're not already following me on Instagram, hop over to victoria.maskell on Instagram, send me a DM and you can ask as many questions as you like. But doors will close midnight on January the 14th so that we can start on January the 15th. Okay, now I'm going to dive into my episode, my interview with Danny from The Clique, and I hope you all have a wonderful day and get loads and loads of golden nuggets of information from this interview. Okay, we are good to go. Okay, so I would like to welcome Danny from The Clique onto the podcast today. Danny, I'm so excited to have you here, and I know we're going to be diving into so much around building a life purpose, getting clarity, and I think this is perfect timing for 2020. But I would like to throw it open to you to start with. Please, can you tell everyone listening a little bit about you, how you've got to where you are, and what you do? Sure. Well, thank you very much for having me. So, um, yeah, as you said, I'm Danny, and I um, run a company called The Click, which um, basically we create various different coaching programs for women. And our signature course is where we train women, helping them become a coach and grow their coaching business online. And I guess my journey starts where I think 
a lot of people's tales of transformation starts and that was at my rock bottom. So a few years ago, it was, well, it was actually in the run up to my 30th birthday, which I think for a lot of people is kind of the, oh my God, what am I doing with my, <laughs> my life kind of moment. Um, and I had sort of found myself towards the end of my 20s feeling really, really lost in terms of my career. So I initially thought I wanted to become a lawyer. Um, and then I soon realized that a career in law is nothing how they make it out to be in Legally Blonde. <laughs> Not that glamorous. Um, and I just realized that actually the corporate world was not for me at all, but I had no idea what I wanted to do as an alternative. I've kind of, I'd kind of gone along with what I felt like I should be doing rather than what really truly lit me up. And then when it came to trying to figure out, well, what do I really, really want to do? That's where I became stuck. And because I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do, I just thought, well, I just may as well just keep doing what I'm doing. Nobody really loves their job anyway. And I should just suck it up and get on with it. However, I became more and more miserable in that job to a point where Sunday evening, I basically be having these panic attacks about the thought of going into work on Monday morning. I was getting really, really bad anxiety, um, just feeling really lost. And then to top it off, I was also in a relationship at the time, which really wasn't serving me either. It was leaving me feeling very, very vulnerable because I knew that he wasn't being faithful, but a part of me just didn't want to be on my own. So I stuck in this relationship despite knowing that I needed to really get out of it. Um, and then weaved into all of that, I was spending way beyond my means, probably because I was so miserable in my job and in my relationship. And so I was racking up all of this credit card debt, spending money on God knows what I was spending it on now. And yeah, it just all came to this head. And I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? And I, I wanted to sort of look for answers. I, I knew I needed to get some sort of help, but I didn't really know what that would look like. And I was just in a bookshop one day and I picked up a book and the book was Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now, which mm -hmm. I'm sure you've probably come across and read. Um, and it was this book that really kind of allowed me to dip a toe into the world of mindfulness and meditation and um, law of attraction. And I read that book and instantaneously I started to feel better and I became hungry for more. So I just started to kind of really kind of throw myself into the personal development world. And when I did this, I started to kind of be a bit more intentional about no longer wanting to settling in life. And so I made a decision that I was going to sever myself from the things that no longer served me and create a better life for myself. So I didn't really know what this life was going to look like at the time, but I plucked up the courage to leave my fiance. I quit my job and I moved out to Switzerland wow. where I didn't find myself at the top of a mountain, but <laughs> it did give me a lot of time to kind of really start to think about what I wanted, who I wanted to be, the mark I wanted to leave on the world. And whilst I was out in Switzerland, I was working as a chalet girl, so not the most glamorous of jobs. <laughs> um, but I did have a lot of time to myself and I did a lot of personal development work. And then when I returned to the UK, still didn't know what I wanted to do, but I had this newfound a sense of confidence mm -hmm. and I've been doing a lot of personal development so I thought I'm going to hire my first coach so this is what I did and it was actually through working with my first coach 
that I was introduced to this world that I just didn't even know existed. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I was like, this is the thing I feel like I've been searching for, for the majority of my twenties. Why didn't I know about this sooner? And from there I went to train as a coach and just becoming a coach and stepping into this industry, seeing how much it's transformed my life. I knew that my biggest passion now lies in helping other women create their own success story as a coach. So helping them build their own businesses within the coaching industry, transform their mindset, go through some of the inner shifts that I went through to get to where I am today. And so, yeah, that's what the click has developed into. Wow. And I think there are so many bits that I want to touch on in that story, but I, I know a lot of that resonates with me. My 30th birthday was an interesting one. And I think, I think all milestone birthdays are, whether that's, you know, 18, 21, 30, 40, 50, you start to doubt what you are. You start to doubt who you are, the position you're in. And you mentioned that word should, that feeling of like, oh, what I should be doing. And I know I talk a lot about money mindset and a lot of the time people are spending because they are self-medicating in some way. Mm -hmm. They're unhappy in some way. So to hear this transformation you've made yourself, that's just amazing. So can you just touch on a little bit, just for a moment, of, of exactly how you help people? So if anyone's listening to your story and they think, oh my God, I'm in that position, can you just share that bit with us? So um, I'm, are you talking sort of here about in terms of the programs that we offer? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we, we touch a few, a number of different bases. So we will either work with the woman who is at that point where she is lost, she's unfulfilled, but she hasn't quite established that, okay, I want to become a coach. So it's really about helping her, I guess, really transform her mindset first of all because that was the first step for me before I even made that decision to become a coach I had done a lot of work on myself first so I'd gone through this amazing healing process this amazing process of self-discovery um, I worked a lot on my beliefs I worked a lot on my energy I started to learn and apply the, um, the law of attraction into my life so I did all of that work on myself first and I think having those foundations when I did become become a coach, I found that I was able to serve and support my clients at a much higher level because I'd done the inner work too. Yeah. And so we have a program that specifically works on the mindset piece, using the law of attraction as basically the foundation of all of that. So we start with really getting clarity on what you want to create in your life. Then we do work on their beliefs, both at a subconscious level and at a conscious level. We do energy work. So it's this real sort of energy healing process. Um, we give them guidance on taking action because it's not just getting what you want. It's not just about mindset. You've got to be taking some sort of action, but making sure that action is inspired action. So it keeps you in alignment. And then also learning the art of surrendering and letting go. So really just allowing yourself to trust the process, be supported by the universe so that you can then manifest from this place of ease rather than it feeling like this sort of struggle all of the time to get what you want. So that's sort of our mindset course. We also have a course for women who have already established that, yes, I love coaching. I love mindset. I love law of attraction. I would love to turn this into a business. So that program is really about training um, our clients using a method of coaching that I developed. We help them become certified coaches. And then our other program is really about helping established coaches grow their coaching business online. So there are sort of three signature offers. 
Brilliant. And you, you know that I'm a massive Law of Attraction fan. And I was actually in a training session uh, a few days ago, a very well-respected person who is a therapist. And I'm not going to say who it is because this isn't about being negative about other people. But this person said, Law of Attraction doesn't work. It's not a thing. I've got evidence. It doesn't work. You can't just sit there and manifest money. And I just sat there and thought, no, he's got it wrong. That's not what the law of attraction is. And I, I don't know if it frustrates you, but it frustrates me that there is this misconception that the law of attraction is, I'm just going to sit down, close my eyes, meditate on $1,000, and it's just going to turn up. Um, mm. it's, it's, it's the misconceptions around the law of attraction that really, really frustrate me. Yeah. And I think because you can basically look at the law of attraction one of two ways. You can look at it from a very much a spiritual, the universe, very woo-woo type of way. Mm -hmm. But actually the same principles can be explained in a very scientific sort of way as well. Mm -hmm. So it depends which way you look at it. But law of attraction, it's basically saying that your beliefs create your reality. Mm -hmm. And actually you know, that can actually be accredited to science. Like if we look at how the brain works, your subconscious mind dictates 80 to 90% of the action steps that you take. And of course, then your action steps are going to create what you experience. So it's, it's the same sort of principle, just explained in a different way. Mm -hmm. uh, but actually, because we have this sometimes with people reaching out to us saying, look, I love what I, what you're doing, but I just don't know if the law of attraction, I don't know if it aligns with my belief system right now. And there's a book that I always recommend people to read. It's called, um, it's by Pam Grout. Oh, and in it, glad. yeah, it's good. Yeah, it. <laughs> so she gives some really sort of practical, um, experiments basically to prove the law of attraction works. There's another great experiment as well on YouTube where they have these two bottles of water. One bottle of water, they write on it um, love and the other is, is hate. And basically it's the, the idea is, is to prove how much words have energy and how words saying certain things can actually change the physical world and so the bottle of water that had love written on it over the course of a month the person doing the experiment said all of these loving phrases to the bottle of water i love you you're amazing you're powerful you're so successful you know it's a bottle of water right <laughs> negative things to the other bottle and then they actually looked at the composition of the water under a really strong microscope after you know a month of saying these phrases and the physical particles of water looked different in the different bottles so the bottle with love on it it actually looked like pretty patterns where the bottle with hate on it, it was all of these like, yeah, it just looked weird. So it's, yeah. it's scientific proof that these principles actually, they do, they do exist. They are reality. Definitely. I've actually done in one of my group programs that with rice. So we yeah. had three jars and the, the, everyone was sending me all their photos and the hate jar was black and moldy and disgusting. And the love jar was just pristine white rice. And you yeah. can physically see it, there is, there's no doubt. So yeah. I always ask people this question. If, if you had to put yourself on a scale from 100% woo to 100% science where it came to the law of attraction, where would you sit on that scale? Oh gosh, that is a great question. I think I would say I've definitely transitioned over time. So I'm very much a logical left brain thinker. Mm -hmm. And I think that was 
basically I think I'd forced myself to be that way because I was in the corporate world where there isn't any room for airy fairiness. It's all very much logic. Um, And so when I first started to kind of dig into the law of attraction, I had a lot of beliefs that I had to work on. And there was a part of me that really wanted to believe it, but the other part of my brain, which was saying, this doesn't make any sense. So I've definitely transitioned over time. I'd probably say now I'm an eight or a nine, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) some days even a 10. (laughs) Um, But that has definitely been a gradual shift. And the more I apply the principles of law of attraction and see it working in my life, the more that shifts towards the 10 mark. So yeah. And is that a 10 woo woo, 10 science or like? That's 10 like full woo. (laughs) Full woo. Yeah. Full woo. woo. Yeah. 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 I think I think I would be, I don't know, I think I'm more on the science side, but because I fully believe in the law of attraction with your reticular activating system and your subconscious mind kind of affecting that. But my friends, I've got some friends that are full woo. So they're every day they're like pulling me into the woo and there are some awesome books out there, but I, I won't let us digress onto that. So what I want to ask you is I... I know this is going out on the first week of January. We're in a new year. There are going to be a lot of people just going back to work or just going back into careers. And they're going to be feeling that Sunday night feeling that you described. They're going to be feeling that lack of fulfillment, that frustration. Can you tell me a little bit about where people can start to get clarity on what makes their heart light up or, or what their life purpose could potentially be? Yeah, great question. Well, one exercise that I absolutely love, which really, really helped me when I was trying to figure it all out, was the perfect day exercise. So basically, the idea is, is you sit and write down from start to finish what your ideal working day would look like. Because let's face it, not many of us are trust fund babies or lottery winners. (laughs) You know, we all have to make money somehow. And just get really intentional, like from the moment that you wake up, like what's the first thing that you're doing? You know, what, what, what do you do first thing in the morning? Like, who are you connecting with? What kind of work are you doing? And if you don't necessarily know exactly, let's say we're talking about work, what kind of work you're doing, thinking about more of like the principles. So is it something that's quite creative? Are you connecting with people? Like what kinds of skills and qualities are you using? And how does that work make you feel? So the more intentional you can get about that, the better. Um, So I actually sat down and did this very, very early on. And what I'd written as my perfect day, when I compared it to my actual working day, I was like, they look nothing like each other. My ideal working day was so far removed from what my current working day was. That was almost like a reality check. I was like, hang on, what am I doing here? You know, we spend so much of our life in work, yet I am living in a way that just does not light me up, that does not set my soul on fire. So I'd say that's a really good place to start. Um, There's also actually in Um, We have this free course that we basically offer for anybody that's looking to create a coaching business. And in that course, we have a, um, a meditation. So this meditation is designed to help you connect with your future self. So meditation can be an amazing tool, but 
one of the ways it can really be used is to help you get clarity. So quite often when our brains are whirling a gazillion miles per hour, we start to feel a little bit overwhelmed. Sometimes our best answers come from the moments when we are the silentest, the silentest, the most quiet. <laughs> so actually getting yourself to sit in meditation and just completely detach from your thoughts, that's often when your answers will appear. So meditation is a really useful tool as well. But then also just going out and speaking to lots of different people because sometimes the perfect answer for you might be out there, but you're just not even aware that it exists. So I, for most of my 20s, didn't, I, I knew that coaches existed, but not to the extent which I now know the coaching world exists. Um, you know, I could see that there was all of these women out there creating these amazing online businesses and coaching from their laptops. If I'd have known about this when I was, you know, 20, I probably wouldn't have gone to university. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's doing your research, going and connecting with other people, like seeing people that are doing different things, finding out how they got started and connecting with them, you know, to find out more about the industry that they're in. So you can make more of an informed decision about what you really want to do. And I think it comes, I'm going to, I'm going to bring some science in as well. I think it comes down to that reticular activating system. So if anyone hasn't listened to any of my episodes before, I talk about the reticular activating system being like your inner PA and your beliefs affect what you physically see in your reality. So like you said in your introduction, you know, so many people believe that work has to be hard to make money it has to be tough you have to work all of these hours and i think you use the phrase like no one likes their job well if we believe that then that's what we see in our reality and actually that advice you were giving just there about going out talking to people getting quiet actually listening to what is your inner guidance starts to reprogram that reticular activating system to show you opportunities like you know probably when you started opening up to the coaching world you're oh my goodness this is a job this is what people do yeah absolutely and i and i think this is why kind of doing that mindset work either as you're starting your new venture or before you do it is so important because like you said you know your beliefs are going to create your reality so Before I started my business, I had a lot of limiting beliefs about what entrepreneurship was going to be like and what making money had to be like. You said just then, making money is hard work. That was a big one that I had to shift because I found myself coming into my business wanting to create more freedom for myself, but very, very quickly repeating those same patterns of behavior of hustling hard, working really, really long hours that I had being very much a part of in the corporate world where you're kind of taught that, you know, the harder you work, the more successful you're going to become. I had to reprogram a lot of those beliefs of what I'd been taught from the corporate world as I came into my business. And what was really interesting was that doing that work on those beliefs about making money has to be hard work. A lot of that was tied into a very, very deep rooted subconscious belief that I identified That being my work or my worth rather is very much attached to how hard I worked. And this is the same for a lot of people. And I think this is a really important thing for anybody who's looking to create a new business or do a new venture is to kind of assess 
how you are deriving your worth because mine was very much okay i'm i prided myself on the fact that i was somebody who worked hard as a little girl i worked hard at school you know that was how i got rewarded from teachers from my parents oh well done you've done really you know you've worked so hard at this well done here's your reward mm -hmm. so i was attaching my worth my value to how hard I worked. So it was very difficult for me to then say, oh, well, I don't have to work hard because if I wasn't working hard, how else was I deriving my worth? So it was really about reprogramming that so my new story could become, I'm worthy just for being me. You know, mm -hmm. I deserve to be successful. I deserve to be rich. I don't have to do more, be more, try harder in order to earn that right to receive money, success, clients or whatever. So that was a huge one for me. Yeah. And I think that is ingrained in so, so many people like the school system teaches us to work hard, to put in more hours. We start. Well, I definitely had this belief that you had to work more hours to be more successful. But we know that's wrong, because if you look at the richest people, um, they're not working every single hour. And if you look at some of the poorest people, they are working their fingers to the bone. So we know that's wrong, but we still have it sort of ingrained in us, don't we, that I must work hard to be successful. And I think Something that happened for me was when I started my business, I was like, gosh, this is, I'm going to use the quote unquote easy, mm -hmm. but because I loved it so much and because I got to choose when I worked, it started to feel really easy, but that became a block for me because I then was thinking, well, then I don't deserve success. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve the reward because I'm not working hard for it. And it's, mm -hmm. it's mind blowing, isn't it? I know. And I have definitely been there as well, because all of a sudden, you know, coming into it, going from a job where you're working 60 plus hours a week to then, oh, well, I've only got, you know, a handful of coaching clients to kind of connect with on a daily basis. Like this is easy. And then I'd start adding random things to my to-do list just to kind of fill out that time mm -hmm. because it felt uncomfortable for me to kind of say, oh, well, I've actually only worked a few hours today and I've earned X amount of money. It yeah. almost felt embarrassing to share that. It felt like I couldn't, I didn't deserve that success if I hadn't worked hard for it. Yeah, it's almost the guilt as well. And then if you have friends and family that are in completely different industries, you almost start to shy away from your success because yeah. you're thinking, well, they're really unhappy in their job, their career, they're really tired. And I'm living this amazing lifestyle and you start to think, I don't deserve that. I'm mm -hmm. not worthy of that. Why do I deserve to have something when they don't? And yeah. oh, the, the subconscious beliefs around it are just massive, aren't they? Huge, huge. And this is why, because a lot of the time with the subconscious, we don't actually know what's going on, right? Because it's such, you know, so deep rooted. Most of our subconscious beliefs come or are formed rather before the ages of seven when as children we're operating in this theta brainwave state and we're so susceptible. And so we adopt the beliefs of, you know, the people that raise us, parents, teachers, society. And we don't even, when, when they're so at such a low level that we don't even we're not even aware that these beliefs exist um and then we kind of operate on autopilot almost exactly exactly and i think one of the big things that i know if, if it's either been me or friends and family if they've been wanting to transition into a new career or a new business a big thing that has stopped them well, I suppose it's two things, but self-doubt and lack of security. The mm -hmm. feeling of I'm not good enough, I'm not ready, imposter syndrome, but also that fear of, well, I'm unhappy in my current position, but it's secure. 
money comes in, it's safe versus, well, stepping out into this new thing that I would be so passionate about, it's not a certainty. What, what would you say to anyone who might be listening to this episode and who is in that position? Yeah, I think there's so many people that I know that are in exactly that position. And I know that I was like that for a long time where the majority of my choices I were making were derived from fear rather than from love. So in any given situation, we have a choice of how to act. We can either allow ourselves to be led by what our fear is saying or be guided by what truly lights us up and, and be led by love. Now, the fear, it's one of those things that it's not something that we can ever escape from, right? And I think this is a thing people think, oh, well, I'll wait until I'm feeling brave enough to do that, hoping that that fear is at some point just going to disappear. And for me, it's not about taking action and being fearless. It's about being able to move on and, and make, create that forward momentum in spite of that fear. Yeah. And I think for me, the fear is, is almost there to serve you. We see, we build fear up to be this huge, big, negative thing. But every time we take action, in spite of our fears, we're going to experience this next level of growth. And what most people don't realize is when you act and you act in spite of that fear, most of those fears that you probably had to begin with will have been unfounded. We build fear up in our heads to be far bigger than what it ever needs to be. Like most of those scenarios, those what if scenarios that we create, what if I fail? What if I get judged? What if I get rejected? Like we, we see those as we create these imaginary scenarios without actually contemplating that most of that stuff will probably never happen. And even if it does, it doesn't necessarily mean that we failed. In fact, I don't believe there is any kind of failure. You only fail when you stop trying. And in every single thing that we, we do, there is going to be a hidden message, a lesson for us to learn and to take away. So let's say your fear is, oh, well, what if I get criticized? You know what? If you're putting yourself out there, if you're getting visible, there's going to be people out there that don't get it. But when you kind of share your message for every 100 people that see that message, maybe one person doesn't get it, but there will be 99 people that will be inspired by you, that will be motivated by you. So you've got to show up as the person that you need to be for the people that you want to serve. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's just coming into the process, knowing that everybody's scared, right? <laughs> Everyone's scared. Yeah. You know, the people that you see online that are doing amazing things that have created a huge amount of success below the surface, there's probably going to be a lot of things that they're still worried about, you know? So it's understanding that it's okay to be scared you just shouldn't let your fears derail you. You shouldn't let your fears keep you stuck because if you're waiting to be fearless, you're going to be waiting forever. Yeah. What's the, what's the saying? Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Actually neutralizes fear for sure. Yeah. And it's, um, uh, you're right. There's, there's no fully ready time. You're never going to be fully ready. So if anyone is listening to this and they're thinking, oh, I'm just, I'm just not quite ready yet to explore this new avenue. You'll never be ready. I, I didn't feel ready when I started, but mm -hmm. I just, I sat there one day and thought if I don't do it right now, I'm not going to do it. And yeah. the not doing it was actually scarier than the doing it. That's exactly. exactly. That's the thing for me. I wanted to think, well, if I look back a year down the line, what am I going to be more scared of, you know, being stuck where I am or have taken that leap and maybe had a few stumbles along the way, but actually be making some sort of momentum to a life I really love. I was like, 
there's no way I want to be in this place 12 months from now. I'm going to start. And I think it's really important as well to know that you don't have to see the whole staircase. You just need to be able to take that first step. Like people think they have to have everything completely figured out step by step, exactly what they need to do. And they spend so long in that planning mode that they never actually create any sort of forward momentum. So sometimes you have to take that first step and, you know, there's going to be times when you do fall, you do stumble, like that's a part of life. Um, And those, those setbacks and road bumps along the way, it's all a part of part of life, part of learning, a part of entrepreneurship. So you have to be prepared for that. Definitely. It's like, um, what's the, what's the name of the, the, is it the John Lewis guy? Pete, is it Peter Jones? Who was on? Yeah, Jones, yeah. I'm sure because he's massively successful, but he had a time where he lost it all and he went back to living in his garage or some friend's garage or something crazy like that. And I think it's, I think an important reframe around failure is I've just found a way it doesn't work. So now I'm closer to finding a way that it does work. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of the time, like if I failed at school, that was the worst thing ever. It's like, what, you failed a test? But okay, well, I've learned that. That's not the way I revise or I've learned that. This isn't my subject, my passion, my joy. And it's, yeah, feel the fear and do it anyway. That's going to be my 2020 message. (laughs) Absolutely. And actually, when I look back at kind of everything that sort of happened to me over my life, it was actually my setbacks that have helped me grow more than my wins. So yes, it's amazing to have, you know, all of these wins, you know, in your business, in your life, you know, achievements that you've had, but it's actually your setbacks and failures that teach you far more about yourself and help you to grow so much more than your wins ever will do. And at the end of the day, it's not just about having certain things. It's not just about having the money in the bank, having the successful business. It's about who you become in the process. Mm. It's about the woman that you're stepping into. And when you get to the end of your life and you're kind of looking back at everything that you've, you've got, it's going to be about who you feel that you are. And as I said, it's your setbacks and your failures. That's, they're the things that actually shape you. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. Um, I, I know that I had very early on a particular sales call that if any of my team are listening to this, they're just going to laugh because they, I use this every time, but I was so upset at how it went. I thought I had messed everything up. I thought I'd literally broken my business. I remember calling one of my team. I was just being like, (laughs) she was like, it's all right, calm down. But at the time it felt like the worst thing ever. Now I look back and I just think, Oh my God, I've learned so much from that. I've moved on so much, but it can feel really, really painful. And I think picking yourself up after that shows strength of character. And for anyone, again, anyone listening to this, who's had those setbacks and you're still moving forward, that is the most empowering thing. That is the best thing you can do because there are so many other opportunities out there for anyone, whether this is new career, new job, or just moving forward in the business they're in. And as you said, you learn so much from it. So. Yeah, absolutely. And you've got to get comfortable with the feeling of being uncomfortable. Like I think the moment that you decide you want to become an entrepreneur, like that for me, if if I could go back and somebody could say one thing to me, it would be get comfortable with the feeling of being uncomfortable because, you know, let's face it, like entrepreneurship, it's, it is a risk, right? It is a risk because, you know, there's no guarantees on anything. Um, And you've got to be so committed to your own vision and your own success 
Um, and yeah, get used to that feeling of being uncomfortable. One thing actually that I get all of my clients to do, it's a little, <laughs> it's a strange one, but I think it works really well is it's called cold shower, shower therapy. Ooh, um, okay. It's sometimes used for people can use it for um, anxiety and depression, but I use it in a different way because if you have it first thing in the morning when you have your morning shower, if you have a blast of ice cold water and it's got to be for at least thirty seconds, Ooh. and you stick through that, right? So you're getting yourself used to that feeling of being uncomfortable, yeah. and I think that that creates some sort of shift in your mindset. So I've been doing it for a while and I've definitely found it's helped me when I get to sort of difficult situations. It helps me with my own self resilience because I think we live in a world where everything comes quite easy, right? You know, we don't have to, we've got, the internet, which allows life to be very, very easy for us. We can yeah. order things easily. You know, we've got all of these gadgets and technology, which makes our lives very, very comfortable. So then when we are in a position of discomfort, we don't always know how to deal with it. So doing something like this cold shower therapy, it helps build that resilience to uncomfortable situations so that you're more mentally prepared for them when they then happen in your business. Wow. Something so simple, but yeah, yeah, as an example of, well, I stuck through that so I can stick through this. Yeah. Well, I had a client actually, so she specifically deals with um, women that are struggling with anxiety and depression. And she'd actually done, it's called the Wim Hof method. She'd actually um, been on this course and it was about submerging yourself in ice cold water and she went on a trip with the founder of this program and they like submerging themselves in literally ice cold water in the mountains in like a bikini in the mountains wow um and so I started to think I was like oh well, there's obviously some sort of logic in that how can I take that sort of method and apply a similar sort of version to sort of my own life and mm. so yes yeah, so it's something that I've started to do and I've yeah I found it to be incredible Amazing. I feel like I'm going to have to go and try that tomorrow morning. I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll send you a message. Danny, it was freezing. Yeah, brave yourself. <laughs> brave, brave. Right. Could you give us then some, some of your top tips for anyone who is wanting to find clarity, wanting to find that purpose? Maybe they're just literally first week of January and they want to make some positive shifts in their lives. Could you give us maybe a couple of tips that people could action? Yeah. Okay. I would say really important, get yourself a super intentional morning routine. So when I was still in a job, obviously when you know, you've got to go to work in the morning, you sometimes you go through your morning and you're just like, Oh God, same old, same old getting ready for work. Really important to give yourself the luxury of the time of time before work gets in the way just to yourself. So I'm going to just share my, I call it my goddess ritual. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, this is what I do every day. And I started this when I was still in my job. So meditate. Um, I'd say if you can like give yourself five minutes for each of these things, but if time is precious, then even just one minute on each of these things would be fine. So meditate. Um, affirmations. So positive statements about who you want to be. So when I was back in my job, I'd say, I am a successful entrepreneur. No, I am running my own amazing business. So affirmations about what you want. Gratitude. So gratitude is a magnet for miracles. So writing out in your journal, things that you are thankful for. So if you can start recognizing the abundance and amazing things that you have in your life right now, rather than constantly saying, I hate my job, life sucks for me right now. You know, I don't want this, I don't want that. 
focus on the things that you love about your life right now. And that's going to allow you to magnetize into your life more amazing things, people, opportunities, um, you know, things that you want to manifest will start showing up. So writing out in your journal, gratitude statements, Um, reading something or listening to something that inspires you. So I used to be a sucker for the mail online. (laughs) yeah guilty um and that would be what I would kind of read in the morning mm-hmm. you know the the celebrity column the bit you mean <laughs> yep um and I switched that with okay well what can I consume that is going to advance me like that's going to serve my future self so whether that's reading an inspirational book or listening to an inspiring podcast like fill your brain with positive things positive is going to attract more positive um, visualization. So looking at a vision board, I have mine on my phone. So I've created it using Pinterest. So it's really easy to just kind of look at, not just looking at the images of the things that you want to manifest. So maybe it's, you know, your dream job, places you want to travel. Maybe it's words that reflect how you want to feel looking at that. But as you're looking at that board, feeling as if those things are already in your possession. So actually embodying the higher version of you that already is living the life that you want to live. So spending time really connecting with that energy. A little bit of exercise just to get your blood moving. I would do like, you know, a few sun salutations. Again, like these can just take a minute each. So it doesn't have to be a huge amount of time. Um, And then the other thing is celery juicing. So, oh, yeah. And this is probably where the science bit comes into it. So, we are all made up of energy and we are a magnet to the things that we are a vibrational match to. So, if we are vibrating at a high frequency, we're going to magnetize high vibe things into our lives. Now, energy is to do with our thoughts, but it's also to do with what we physically put into our body. So, we can actually raise our vibration through basically filling our body with better, better things. And the higher frequency foods are your plant-based products. So, um, yeah, having that celery juice first thing, I actually picked this up from a guy called medical medium who I found on Instagram and yeah, he's very much like into all of this stuff, but celery juicing really simple thing that you can do. So yeah, morning routine, would probably be my, my first thing. Um, my second thing would be to, we spoke about it a bit earlier, but just to really take some time to do that work on your subconscious to figure out what is actually going on. Because if you are in a job right now that you don't love, or you know that you're on a path that is not meant for you, there is a reason why you are still there. Mm-hmm. And it's normally to do with something in your subconscious mind that's stopping you from taking action. So maybe it's a belief about, well, I can't create a business doing something I love because I won't have money. Or, you know, I should be, I, you know, the only way to create money is to climb that career ladder. Or I believe that I might fail. Or, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm scared that I'm not smart enough to be a successful business owner. So there'll be something you've got to figure out what it is, like what is going on below the surface. Um, There's various different techniques that you can use to access your subconscious mind, meditation, hypnosis, NLP. um, These are all kind of powerful sort of coaching tools and and techniques to access your subconscious. But your subconscious mind, 80 to 90% of your actions are dictated by your subconscious. So just do not neglect it. So powerful, isn't it? And I have to just say that on the celery juicing note, 
I'm not a fan of celery, but I'm a fan <laughs> of food. And I have pushed myself through it. And I just add a little bit of apple juice in there. I know that might defeat the object sometimes, but you're so right. What we put into our bodies, like I'm a massive chocolate fan. I'm surprised there isn't actually chocolate wrappers on around the desk right now. But I know that when I feed my body the right foods, I feel better. And then my mindset changes and then it has positive impact on my business. So it's such good advice. So thank you so much for sharing that, Danny. So many golden nuggets of information. Can you just tell us how people can find out more about you? So you mentioned that there is, there's a, a free course you have. And I'm going to, by the way, I'm going to link everything in the show notes. So if anyone's like, I don't have a pen, it'll all be in the show notes. But can you just tell everyone that? Yes, of course. So our website is weartheclick.com, but the best place to connect with us would be on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it's at we underscore are underscore the underscore click. <laughs> a bit of a mouthful. Um, and I'm also at, at Danny Watson Coaching as well. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I will make sure that's all linked in the show notes. Thank you for coming onto the podcast. I Thank love this episode. Me. I'm feeling very like amped up for 2020 and uh, yeah, lots of clarity. I'm going to buy some celery tomorrow just to top up my fridge. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling there is a big energy behind 2020 and I feel like it's going to be a very, very big year for a lot of people. Yeah. Do you know what? One of my clients said exactly the same thing. We had our last session before 2020 and she said, I've just got this feeling. And for her, it was the number. She was mm -hmm. like, it's a, it's like a double number. And she just feels like that's double the energy. And I was like, yeah, I can, I can yeah. get on board with that. I've seen a few sort of spiritual healers who've kind of all individually said to me, like 2020 is about letting go of who you feel that you should be mm. and starting to step into the person that you really are. So it's not about becoming something you're not, but it's about really connecting with your own authentic truth yeah. and making sure that that is brought into the light. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Lots of exciting things coming. Well, thank you so much. And um, I will speak to you soon. Yeah. Lovely to speak to you. Bye. Bye.